2: Tune in every other Tuesday and explore the latest technology that's changing our world
1: today and creating a more accessible tomorrow. Listen to Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. AT and T connects an O to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream.
0: Hey, this is Annie and Samantha, and welcome
1: to "Stuff I Never Told You," a production of iHeartRadio. And welcome to another sub, 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 whatever sub segment of fictional women around the world. We are doing two this month because Samantha is taking the lead on a very big project. <laughs> <laughs> So, <laughs> and everything
2: I do has an extra
1: slow. <laughs> no, but it's a lot that you're you're working on, and it should be coming out soon. But uh, to I do have fifty eight
2: tabs open for this one episode.
1: Wow, yeah, it's a lot, everybody, um, and that stresses me out because I don't know if I've ever said this, but I don't like having too many tabs open. Yeah, I so don't every time Samantha tells me something like that, it, it's like I'm like fanning my face in panic. Yes, <laughs> Just it's growing.
2: It's only growing because it's, oh. it's become a, like a
1: mini-series.
2: has nothing to do with this episode. It's become a mini-series, trying to get it in, but there's so many questions and so many things I want to talk about,
1: mm-hmm. y'all. It's a lot. Yeah.
2: But yes, and thank you for taking this. But at the same time, you're like, oh. I get to do two Star Wars stuff? Yeah.
1: <laughs> I'm very, very excited. It actually is related to what you're working on. <laughs> it okay. Is. So today we are talking about Mon Mothma, but because as we're recording this, as it is a big, it's a big recording day, it's life day also, which is Star Wars holiday. I do have some updates I want to put in here. Okay, Okay. some Star Wars updates because Mon Mothma, if you don't know, is from Star
2: Wars. Which I just figured out. Mon Mothma uh, is that the monotone-faced woman in the original trilogies,
1: Return the Jedi. Oh yes. Okay. Um, All
2: right, where she kind of talks very slowly.
1: Yes, in oh, I can't wait to talk it. about it.
2: Okay, Okay. so that's her. Yes. Oh, I, did, I thought that when I was... Okay, so I'm only at the beginning of this, <laughs> and or. So, yes. okay. All right,
1: keep going. Wow, I just got so excited. Click, click, um, click. Yes, okay. Um. So, here are some Star Wars updates. Number one, I listen to the NPR radio dramas. I've been putting <laughs> this off because they're 15 hours long. um, Combined. They are beautiful and wonderful and fun and they answer so many questions that you've asked Samantha. Okay. There's okay. like a there's a lot more grieving in the radio dramas. Oh. <laughs> wow. Uh, I really really recommend them. I loved it. I loved them. Um Mark Hamill's in it. Uh so yeah, is of Anthony Daniels. Yeah, he's in Mark Hamill's in the first two. He's not in Return of the Jedi. Uh but they're they're really fun. I liked them a lot. Um, also, go check out our Toxic Masculinity and Mandalorian episode that we did. But a lot of you wrote in with some thoughts about that, <laughs> <laughs> which I love and I suspected would happen. And we are going to read some of those messages. We have a listener mail episode coming up. So if you have any listener mail you want us to read, please start sending those in because we're going to record that pretty soon. I did want to clarify a couple of things. Number one, I don't think I specified this, but... Um, <laughs> the clones like as in the clone wars or a lot of the people you see in um the show they, they aren't necessarily mandalorians also i for i totally forgot about this and i can't believe i didn't put it in here cuz it's like one of my favorite things to talk about because a lot of people bring up you know the parallels between darth vader and the Mandalorian, as in the Mandalorian from the show, in their whole mask thing. Because Darth Vader has the, you know a mask he doesn't take off until the end when he wants to uh, look upon you with my own eyes, with Luke, uh, to see his son with his own eyes. Um, and it, the Mandalorian has that in season two where he takes his mask off for Grogu. But I think there's a kind of interesting difference here in that Darth Vader was painted, Darth Vader was villain. Right. And he took his mask off, and that was seen as like an act of redemption, a step forward, kind of shedding that like stoicism, toxic masculinity, villainous mask. Uh, And I would say, like, when the Mandalorian did it, there is a lot of religious trauma uh, involved. Mm. Um, (laughs) But it was supposed, I felt like it was supposed to be kind of a, a step forward for him as well. It doesn't come without all these other traumatic things. And if that's his choice and that's his, you know, religion gosh, we don't have time to go into that right now. But if it is, then that's fine. But I, I think that one of the things I was trying to make the point of is that when these men told me they saw that as a bad thing, that's what I found really fascinating, mm-hmm. uh, that he took off his mask. Right, right. And then I will say also, in fan fiction, The Mandalorian... It, and fan fiction is mostly written by women or marginalized people, right? Uh, when The Mandalorian takes off his helmet, that that is like... Uh, I mean, if I had bingo, a bingo card, which I actually do, <laughs> of fan fiction, a Star Wars fan fiction, that happens all the time. And it's painted in a very positive light. So I find that really interesting too. And then I didn't talk about this, but I found this essay the other day about the whole subversive nature of the end of Return of the Jedi, which is what I keep saying. But when he throws away, when Luke throws away his lightsaber, that's the powerful moment. When he defeats Darth Vader physically in combat, that is a weakness and he failed. And that's so different than what a lot of our superhero movies are. Um, and in fact, I found a whole essay about The Winter Soldier and how the ending of that when Captain America refuses to fight his friend The Winter Soldier, um, and they tied that directly to the fact that he has seen Star Wars <laughs> because at the beginning he has his little list. He, and he does, you're right. You're yes, right. yes. And it's not just me thinking this. Um, but Related to this episode, and I know a lot of you are listening to this and you're like, oh my gosh. <laughs> but related to this episode, that whole idea of the, the Mandalorian culture of, you know, you win the Darksaber via combat. And usually right. via killing somebody else. Satine Kreese, who we talked about, we have another fictional uh, Women Around the World episode on. She was trying to make a more pacifist Mandalorian culture. And there, you can argue about that all you want. But kind of the message in, in it because she she was assassinated and then everything went to hell, was disarmament equals ruin. And that is related to Mon Mothma, who we were talking about today. And I find that very interesting. But yeah, uh, now I'm also going to have to talk about how traditional gender roles manifest in pop media and fan fiction, but that's for another day. (laughs) I can't wait to read some of these messages. (laughs) I'm so excited. Uh, But, all right, those are my updates for now. not banks. That's why PNC Bank strives to be boring with your money so you can be happily fulfilled with your life.
2: PNC Bank,
1: brilliantly boring since 1865. Brilliantly boring since 1865 is a service mark of the PNC Financial Services Group Incorporated. PNC Bank, a national association, member FDIC.
5: Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring.
4: Did you just pay me a dollar on Apple Cash? (laughs) Services are provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Terms apply.
1: When you think about the future, what kind of technology do you envision? Whatever the future holds, artificial intelligence will undoubtedly be at the heart of it all.
2: Join Graham Class as he hosts Season 2 of Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast from Ruby Studio in partnership with Intel. Explore the future of technology that's rapidly evolving our world today with the help of AI.
1: There is still so much work and research needed to fully understand the power and potential of AI. And Intel is at the forefront of implementing
0: AI and revolutionary technology that's changing the world we live in for the better. In each episode, Graham interviews the minds transforming medicine and healthcare, retail,
2: entertainment, personal computing, and more while pioneering new uses for AI in
1: these spaces. Tune in every other Tuesday and explore the latest technology that's changing our world today and creating a more accessible tomorrow. Listen to Technically
2: Speaking, an Intel podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your
1: podcasts. Now we are going to talk about Mod Mothma, and there are going to be some spoilers for uh, Andor. Which, as we speak, the season finale is next week. Mm-hmm. Um, so I haven't seen it yet, but I have a suspicion. I know what's going to happen with Mon Mothma, at least. Um, but I'm not going to talk too much about that. I'll say I always loved Mon Mothma in the original trilogy as a kid. She is in it. She is the one that says many Bothans died to get us this information in Return of the Jedi. Um, a part of it could be the fact that she was like one of three women. In the movies, uh, she's barely in it. But I did love her whole look. I loved her whole vibe. She's clearly important. She's a leader. And while she's calm and poised in the face of possible total annihilation, she doesn't hide her emotion. It was another instance like where Leia, um, where it's clear that Leia and Mon Mothma demand respect, that they can control the room. Um, and Mon Mothma is not questioned for one second Because of her gender. She is briefly in episode three, Revenge of the Sith, and in a very important deleted scene. It's one of the deleted scenes where I was like, I was like, you could have cut some other things out. I think this one should have been in there. But (laughs) Uh, she was played by Genevieve O'Reilly, who plays her in Andor. In that scene that got cut, it's just made very clear that she's a founding member of the Rebellion and the Alliance, um, which we do see playing out in Andor now. She was in Rogue One as well, also played by O'Reilly. She was featured in the animated series, The, animated series, the Clone Wars, uh, voiced by Kath Susie, and Rebels, voiced by O'Reilly. But um, yeah, she was first introduced in the 1983 film Return of the Jedi. Uh, she was played by Caroline Blackiston. And Blackiston put uh, all kinds of thought into the role, even though she often joked she was only in the movie for 26 and a half seconds. Uh, but apparently they like changed the script right when she was walking in, and she didn't really know what any of it meant. Like, what is a Bothan? Who knows? Uh, so she decided to portray this character as a moon mother because she thought Mon Mothma sounded kind of like moon mother, and a lot of it takes place on the moon. But she was going for very cool and collected because of that. And she wrote George Lucas about playing a young Mon Mothma's grandmother uh, but never got a response but seems genuinely delighted at how much the character has taken off. It's really cute to read her kind of like, wow, <laughs> people, really, people really liked it. Like, yeah. um, but yes, I'm getting ahead of myself. Um, standard Star Wars disclaimer, there is canon which is Disney, currently, Disney-owned. There is Legends, also called Extended Universe, which was pre-Disney, no longer canon, but they take a lot of stuff from that and make it Disney canon, which is very confusing. Um, I'm going to try to make it make sense, but the Wikipedia entry on this character even came with this warning, quote, Lucasfilm has not established a cohesive timeline regarding this subject. Editor discretion is advised. (laughs) <laughs> I, mean, hey, I love that. at least they let you know I know I know honestly thank you um, <laughs> all right so let's start with what is currently canon uh, but because I did grow up with legends we are going to talk about that too and there are a lot of similarities Mon Mothma is a human woman born on Chandrilla, and she got into politics at a young age going on to represent her home planet in the Galactic Senate prior to the Old Republic's fall um, if you don't know about Chandrilla, this is kind of telling you like she's a core world or core worlder. She probably is pretty well off, but uh, a headline when she was elected read Wizard. Teen senator takes on Coruscant. So she was one of the youngest senators ever elected. She did have a hot girl summer <laughs> before that, where she rebelled against her parents. She learned how to play smash ball. She fell in love, decided to become a historian instead of playing a role in her family's political dynasty. But Summers got it in sometime. Um, and so she ended up marrying Perrin Furtha at 16, which is pretty much kind of a politically arranged marriage. And they moved to Coruscant, which is the big city planet, if you don't know where the imperial center is. And she became a senator. During the Clone Wars, she was a vocal supporter of peace and democracy. She found like-minded folks like Senator Bail Organa of Alderaan, who's Leia's adopted father, and Padme Amidala, Leia and Luke's biological mom, um, amongst others. Though at first, Mon Mothma was not impressed with Amidala. After her vote of no confidence in Chancellor Valorum that put Palpatine in power, uh, because Mon Mothma thought it showed that uh, Padme put her the needs of her home planet above the needs of the galaxy. Uh, but Amidala, I keep switching back, Amidala and Padme are the same person. Uh, Padme <laughs> later earned her respect, though they never really became close friends. I think they could have, but... You know, Padme died and everything. <laughs> they worked together to try to provide diplomatic solutions to the war, believing the war was a threat to democracy. And this is between the separatist, uh the Clone Wars, essentially. And they they were fiercely opposed by militaristic sectors and corporations. Their outspokenness against the war meant that their initiatives often failed and um, it placed them in, in physical danger. One of Mothma's fellow senators and supporters was murdered. He's poisoned. Um, Mothma was also on the council that determined the fate of Ahsoka Tano after she was falsely accused of the murder of six Jedi. And for more on that, you can check out our um, Ahsoka episode. Mothma, Organa, and Amidala petitioned Chancellor Palpatine, a.k.a. the Emperor, a.k.a. the Sith Lord who manufactured and puppeted the whole war um, to rescind his executive wartime powers, but he instead claimed that the Jedi were traitors and had almost all of them killed, enslaved the clones, um, and he proclaimed that the Republic was now the Galactic Empire, and guess what? He was in charge. And now Oh, also I have a terrifying and horrifying enforcer named Darth Vader. Mysterious. Um, Mothma and Organa attended Padme's funeral together, and she was arrested alongside Organa for colluding with the Jedi, but both were freed after publicly declaring their loyalty to the Empire. Um, so, when the Republic fell and was replaced with the Galactic Empire, um, she Mon Mothma held onto her seat, um, secretly working with Senator Organa and Luthan Rael, who is in Andor, um, to topple the fascist regime, planting seeds of the rebellion. She didn't think the Empire would disband the Senate because their abilities and powers had already been so limited. So, she was like, we're kind of a useless, why are they going to go through the... the effort of disbanding us because they've already limited us so much. She also believes that Palpatine had expertly maneuvered the war to lead to this. So she was pretty sure he was in the mastermind behind the whole thing. However, her husband was a strong supporter of the Empire and her daughter uh, resented how much she poured into her work and that she might be married off. Uh, She's also an Andor... And in Legends, and I know what happens in Legends, and I'm wondering what they're going to do in Andor, but we'll see. Um, Mothma also served as a mentor for Leia, Leia Organa, counseling her before she took her own Senate seat, and proudly watching on as she became a leader in the burgeoning rebellion against the Empire. She encouraged Leia in collecting evidence of the Emperor's misdeeds to correct the false history he was painting after his fall. And we, we saw a lot of the like savvy maneuvering and sacrifices Mothma had to make for the alliance throughout Andor, especially concerning securing credit flow. Um, Mothma continued to be a vocal detractor of the empire as safely as she could be, uh, and even the emperor himself. She publicly denounced him and left the Senate after the Gorman massacre and was labeled a traitor and put on the empire's most wanted list the ghost crew from Rebels, the show, uh, got her out of there before she could be arrested, and she officially founded the Alliance to Restore the Republic. I don't know what's going on in Andor, but whatever. (laughs) Most of the rebels, (laughs) I'll find out soon. Most (laughs) of the rebels joined up, um, but not all, including Saw Gerrera and the like, who caused her a lot of problems because basically he was seen as more militant and extreme. I would argue, yeah, he is more militant and extreme. And she was very pragmatic about timing and resources Whew, uh, we see this depicted in Andor or two with her cousin vel oh that was a spoiler <laughs> oh well <laughs> whoops this
0: episode is brought to you by pnc bank who believes some things in life should be boring like banking
1: Brilliantly Boring Since 1865 is a service mark of the PNC Financial Services Group, Incorporated. PNC Bank, a National Association member, FDIC.
5: Snag a Job is where America goes to hire, with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snag a Job is the all in one solution for hiring high quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, tempt to hire, part time or full time. So visit Snagajob.com or text SNAG to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire.
1: When you think about the future, what kind of technology do you envision? Whatever the future holds, artificial intelligence will undoubtedly be at the heart of it all.
2: Join Graham Class as he hosts Season 2 of Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast from Ruby Studio in partnership with Intel.
1: Tune in every other Tuesday and explore the latest technology that's changing our world today and creating a more accessible tomorrow.
2: Listen to Technically Speaking and Intel podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
4: This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of
1: She was involved in a leadership position of several Alliance operations depicted in Rebels. In the year 0 BBY or before the Battle of Yavin, which is a new hope, Death Star, uh, she called for the recruitment of Jin Erso, and this is where the events of Rogue One play out, where a lot of folks died to get the Death Star plans to the Alliance. When Alderaan was destroyed, she became the last remaining original leader of the Alliance and even wrote a surrender speech to the Emperor before she... Uh, learn the rebels survived on Yavin and destroyed the Death Star uh, though she had contingency plans to ensure the Alliance's survival, but she was like, if this (laughs) doesn't go our way, then I'm going to have to surrender. She made several difficult decisions like that during her time, including not devoting resources to rescue Luke Skywalker after he was captured on his mission by Gracchus the Hutt. (laughs) Um, She encourages Leia to pursue love. Uh, She approves of her mission to save Han Solo, and also confides intelligence that the Emperor has a second Death Star and intends to destroy any planet that houses Rebellion, including... Mothma's home planet of Chandrilla, And she expressed concern that that Leia was putting herself at too great a risk by volunteering for that last mission. But Leia was like, nope, gotta do it. Mm -hmm. She helped uh, lead the Alliance during the Galactic Civil War, including when she pops up during Return of the Jedi. When the Empire was defeated, Mon Mothma became the New Republic's first Chancellor. She oversaw the passing of the Military Disarmament Act, and the stripping of the Chancellor's emergency wartime powers, things that later helped the First Order rise. So that's what I meant at the top when people sometimes blame her for the First Order's rise because she was taking away the weapons, but also like, oh gosh, I, can't, I don't have time to get into a political argument right now. Um, <laughs> when, when Mon Mavma left office, factions were engaged in fierce debate about the government's future. And during her tenure, she still had these difficult decisions and compromises to make, including ones she would have protested as a senator. That's sort of her her war, inner war during this time, her inner conflict. Um, she and Leia frequently disagreed. And Mothma always was pushing for pragmatism. Um, Lots of political machinations, spying, making of deals happened. She supported Leia publicly when her parentage was revealed. The First Order was like, oh, guess what? Her dad is Darth Vader. And Mon Mothma supported her. Mon Mothma listened to her constituents and constantly worried about becoming the next Palpatine. Um, all right, so that's sort of where we are with canon. I want to very briefly go over Legends. <laughs> okay, so it's pretty similar in Legends. She was a bit more open in her defiance of the Empire during her time in the Senate in it. Uh, she did tutor Leia. She had to flee from the Empire after the Empire grew tired of her opposition. She was betrayed and arrested by Darth Vader, but later escaped and continued to lead the Alliance. Um, She helped her nephew become an Imperial spy, which is a really intense storyline. When the Organas were killed, Mothma was accused of trying to usurp power in the Alliance and and become the next Palpatine. But she proved her um, dedication to democracy. She led that Return of the Jedi meeting, even after learning about the death of her son just before. After the Battle of Endor, she became the Chief of State of the New Republic, a position she held for 11 years, and she led the the new government through multiple military threats. She officiated Leia and Han's wedding, um, and she was succeeded by Leia Organa, and she uh, died peacefully in her sleep, even though she had been poisoned. It was like this poison they couldn't get rid of, so she had kind of this long fight with um, illness, but she died peacefully. She did serve again temporarily when Leia had to go off and rescue her brother, and apparently... Uh, sent Luke on a mission to find Lando a wife. I don't remember that, but I believe it happened. (laughs) She was a guest of honor at Luke and Mara Jade's wedding. um, And uh, an important New Republic ship was named after her. So she did a lot. She was very important. She was pivotal to this whole thing. And O'Reilly, the actress who's playing her, said of the character, you don't have to look too far, no matter which profession you work in, to see women who are trying to affect change from within. I looked to different female leaders around the world and sadly we don't really have enough of them still. Often they are lonely voices or voices that others are trying to silence. I see a correlation with those voices and with Mon and with Mon's voice. For me, I didn't have to look too far to see the women that I believe can be reflected in Mon's fight. I recognized her. I recognized her fights. I want to stand up for her as a character because I think we can all recognize her.
2: No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, her husband is a bad guy.
0: I'm not quite there. I just got introduced to him. Oh, well, he's, yeah, he's not great. I'll tell you that. Um,
1: (laughs) Yeah, sorry for any accidental spoilers in there. (laughs) Um, And again, I appreciate you, Samantha, for just letting me go, like, plow through. (laughs) I'm down. The fact
2: that I was like, oh, that's her, was the only thing I have. Yeah.
1: Yes. It is funny. She had, like, 26 seconds in that movie, and we were all like... But who, what about her, though? I want to know all about her. <laughs> She's very regal. She is quite regal. She's quite regal. And I love her fashion in the show. Um, yeah. Whoever's doing the wardrobing is top-notch. It's gorgeous. Yeah. So
2: she actually portrayed the the actress that plays on Mothma and or portrayed it in the secondary movies. I don't know who they are. What are they?
1: Not the originals. They're the... She, in the prequel trilogy? Prequel. Yeah. Um, yeah, okay. Oh, yeah, the, prequel. the prequels. She oh, was damn. in *Revenge of the Sith*, and she was in uh, *Rebels* as a voice, and yeah. *Rogue One*. Yeah, so same. okay. Did they do the,
2: the digital imaging on her in the prequels? Because it looked no. a lot like her. I mean, it she, is her. Okay, no, no, a lot like the original. I'm sorry.
1: Oh, oh, maybe because uh, she's like I think in *Revenge of the Sith*, she's in the background; you barely see her. Wait, she was um, in *Rogue One*
2: as well, right?
1: Yes. So is
2: that where they did a digital face on her?
1: I don't know. It looked like it
2: because it looked like we were all, I feel like we talked about that. Anyway, I hate that movie, Rogue One. Moving on.
1: (laughs) Too sad for Samantha. (laughs) Well, Andor's (laughs) kind of tough too, I got to (laughs) say.
2: Oh, no. No, it's not as bad. It's
1: okay. It's okay. Um, Anyway, we know Rogue One's
2: coming. Whatever. Yeah. Whatever.
1: Well, We'll come back and convene on this. But in the meantime, listeners, uh, thank you for coming on this journey with me. If you have any suggestions for people we should cover on this segment, please let us know. If you have any thoughts about Star Wars thoughts, you know I always want those. You can email us at Stephanie at MomStuff at iHeartMedia.com. You can find us on Twitter at MomStuffPodcast or on Instagram at Stuff have Never Told You. Thanks, as always, to our super producer, Christina. Also very regal. Did you see our yes. pictures? Obviously. Yes. And thanks to you for listening. Stuff I Never Told You is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, you can check out the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, wherever you listen to your favorite shows. This episode is brought to you by PNC Bank, who believes some things in life should be boring.
0: Not
1: banks. That's why PNC Bank strives to be boring with your money so you can be happily fulfilled with your life.
2: PNC Bank. Brilliantly boring since 1865.
1: Brilliantly boring since 1865 is a service mark of the PNC Financial Services Group Incorporated. PNC Bank, a national association, member FDIC.
4: The wait is almost over. Get ready for the 2024 NFL season as the full schedule is announced. Bring it!
3: Zumo Play.